the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Irreverent, over the top, and smart as a whip. This is the Rob Black Show. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial or maybe new focus on wealth with Rob Black or the Rob Black Show, depending on how you want to cut it, slice it, dice it. It doesn't really matter. It's a show dedicated to getting into retirement. Through the week, I'm going to hit some hot new technologies that you can invest in. I'm going to hit some political agenda items that you could invest in. I'm going to talk about some retirement hints, tips, tricks, and much, much more. That's what I try to do on a regular basis on the show. Then I try to do a little bit of what's going on and why on a day-by-day basis on the market, because I think that's one of the areas where people have the most questions of, is this a roller coaster or is this capitalism? I have a topic today that I'm so excited for, but I'm going to get to that in just a minute. First and foremost, most Americans don't have a retirement plan. Even the ones who max out their 401ks, they don't really have a plan. I totally understand that. A, I'm working. It's part of my identity. Sometimes it's where you you find love. Sometimes it's where you get identity. Maxing out your 401k is not enough. I max out my 401k. I've maxed out my 401k for holy mackerel. Probably 26 out of the last 30 years. That's that's good. I've got enough money to retire and live till the day I die. The meaning of retirement has been reshaped as people live longer healthier lives. The median retirement has changed as in 2022, everyone learned what inflation is. You need more because your dollar gets you less. I think 2022 is great in the sense that it woke people up to what inflation is. The real boogeyman out there. Building an nest egg is essential, but that alone isn't the same thing as mapping out what is your pursuit in your post-career decades. I hate the idea of a retirement coach, but I get it because so many of us put off as long as we can as far as coming up with what does retirement look like and how do I fund it? How do I change my investments? New retirees often neglect, plan out some of the finer moments of their retirement career. Their social connections may dwindle suddenly. Those endless rounds of golf or hours spent babysitting the grandchildren turn out to be not not as relaxing as envisioned. I feel bad. uh, Not all grandchildren turn out the way you want them to. Not all children turn out the way you want them to. And can you imagine being grandparents who are like so excited to see the grandkids and they hate you and they may have a drug issue. And all you want to do is be a good grandparent in retirement. That was going to be a big thing for you. 
to figure out what retirement means to you, it's going to probably take a couple of years in retirement. 46% of those surveyed about retirement struggle to find their new purpose. 36% say they mentioned the difficulty in learning how. Um, they were going to unwind how they were going to organize their time. 27% reported feeling out of sync with a retired or unretired partner. I totally get that. My spouse and I have never been though. I like horror movies. I like, uh, if I have to read fiction, um, and I don't usually have to, when I have to read fiction, it's, it's, I'd like a good fantasy or fairy tale or, fable she has no interest there's nothing in common right now what we have in common is our kids we could be seeing a great divorce coaches who help you in retirement typically charge 150 to 300 hourly that almost seems like a scam right people spend more time planning a two-week vacation than a lifetime of retirement my advice is take time to experiment Think of your first year of retirement as a gap year. Use the time to explore new interests. Take courses and experiment with your schedule. I have an uncle who, until his health went down, he would go to a prison and talk to prisoners. Uh, it's interesting because at one point in time, it's pretty similar to when I moved to California 25 years ago. I used to go to Marin Humane and pet cats on a Friday. My Monday through Friday work schedule was heavy. Uh, the stress was heavy, so I'd start my weekend by petting cats for an hour, two hours. In retirement, I have an uncle who spent a couple of years getting to know prisoners who were on death row. Just talking to them, feeling that the death row is inhumane, or I don't know what his, his thoughts were. But then his health starts going down, and now he's mostly confined to a wheelchair. He can't go up and down steps in his house. He doesn't want to leave the house. His spouse doesn't really want to leave the area that they're in, Santa Cruz, because they've got Bridge Club and much, much more. But he's just like a dead weight to her now. He regularly falls. She can't lift him up, so they call the fire department to come lift him back up. That doesn't sound like a nice retirement to me. That sounds like a man who refused to get a, a one-level rancher and to prepare for his physical decline. That sounds like hell to his wife who has to deal with one of these days he's going to be dead and I'm not going to be able to get him back up. I don't know if I want to volunteer to you. I don't know if I want to see the grandchildren. We're going to talk about women and children and the financial impacts on a segment of the show because it's fascinating to me that some people are making choices not to have kids for financial reasons, as well as so that they can live their life on the planet and see what they want to see when they want to see it and not have to take 18 to 22 years out of their lives to raise another little person that looks like them. What I find fulfilling in retirement or what I'll find fulfilling, I don't know. I know right now that I really enjoy getting up. I don't really enjoy getting up at four or five in the morning. But I enjoy the process of, of educating myself so that I can educate you on what's going on and why on Wall Street. So not only do you want to practice and experiment in the first year of retirement, you also want to set some boundaries. 
around your time with your employer if you're uh, going to work part-time. If your company is paying you to work two days a week, work two days a week. Um, I want to consider something like being a UPS driver or working at Home Depot or something that is so low pressure, low key. And it'll just get me standing up and walking, standing up and talking to people, standing up and being social. Um, getting to know the families that come to the store or my other idea is to open an Airbnb. I don't know where I am yet. It doesn't have to be an Airbnb. It, it, that's what th- my thought was 20 years ago. Now it could be a, um, you know, a bed and breakfast. I don't know. So I still haven't really figured that out and time is ticking. It's starting to get closer and closer to retirement. One thing I don't want to do is work at, see, if I worked like UPS or Amazon, if I was an Amazon driver and they're like, we need you to deliver 60 packages a day. I'm like, if I can do it at a nice, normal pace, not put children in cross rocks in danger, not uh, get lost and get stressed and get yelled at by a guy who's 25 years old, I'll do it. It has to be fulfilling to me. I can't be yelled at because someone needs a raise. I'm just going to help out society if I can. You get the idea. And the biggest thing that I have to do is fight boredom in retirement. I get bored on weekends right now if the local baseball team, if the local football team, if the local sports team isn't doing well and I have nothing to watch in the evening. I don't like playing golf. There's some things I know that I don't like. I need to be aware of the risks. I need to you know, set up support. I need to be honest with myself about my health and when's it going to start to collapse and when am I going to start being a burden to my spouse? What is my ideal life? I have no clue. It is a big issue, is it not? Brought to you by EP Wealth. This is the Rob Black Show. This is a segment that I'm strangely excited to talk about. And I'll tell you why. I've worked my entire career, probably since 18 years old, including college, including my first job, including what direction I wanted to take so as to not work for the man. One summer job, I worked for AT&T and I had a boss who was just a complete tool. Didn't like it. Didn't like taking direction. Didn't like taking criticism. Didn't like his negative feedback. If you're going to give feedback to people, don't just highlight the negative. That's just cruel. So I was like, I got to go a different direction. And why? Because I've been working since 18 on my career and on education because I wanted to fall in love and, and be in love. It was a thought that was probably ingrained in me as a child. I wanted a wife. I wanted to take care of everyone. I wanted a kid that I could kind of fix the mistakes that my dad in, uh, imbued on me. What, what mistake did he imbue on you? Negative criticism. He only, I wasn't ignored. I, I, I was, he paid attention to every mistake I made. And it's funny because I did a little family reunion this weekend and I'm wildly more successful than anyone else. And here I thought, you know, I'm going to failure here. I thought I'm, I'm not up to snuff here. I thought I don't have a lot of self-value and I worked and I worked and I worked and I worked and suddenly it all fell in place. Right. That's weird psychology. If I were to go back in time, I I would strongly suggest to myself, chill, man, chill. But look at this headline. Women who stay single and don't have kids are getting richer. 
there's a lot going on there. Don't have kids and staying single. Forgoing marriage and parenthood has a bigger payoff for American women than men. Interesting. First and foremost, I think, is it because they can become executives and we don't criticize women executives who are single without kids. We criticize women executives who are balancing their marriage and their children with their, I think, let's see where we're going to go with this. Bloomberg did a story and they interviewed Ashley Marrero, 43-year-old who feels a deep sense of satisfaction from her job as a sales representative for a maker of medical devices, which brings her into contact with patients. She relishes all of the lifestyle and financial freedoms that come with being single, child-free woman in a well-paying job that includes an apartment in New York City, a new beach house on the Jersey Shore, frequent travel for pleasure as well. Where are you at with this one? Every now and then I want to stop and ask you, how, how does this make you feel? Her quote to Bloomberg was, I love my life and feel very fulfilled. I love children and I love all my friends' children, but I don't know if I would love my life with children. So here's some statistics from 2019, the latest numbers that we have. Single men with children. Single women um, without children, with children. Pulling off motherhood or forgoing it entirely as a result. Many are advancing further in their careers than prior generations entering a new frontier of wealth. Single women without kids had an average of $65,000 in wealth in 2019 compared with 57000 for single child-free men. So the women are past the men when they get to focus on their career and being single. The women sacrifice their career when focusing on husbands and children. Parenthood was losing its appeal even before COVID-19. This is something you've heard talked about, whether it was naively by me saying social security is not going to last. It takes 10 people to pay for my social security when I retire. And for my kid, it's going to take 20 people to pay for his social security. We don't manage what we take in versus what we pay out very well as a nation. But parenthood was losing its appeal before COVID-19. I have, who was now an ex-employee, he was like, nope, don't ever want to get married. He's got a girlfriend. Um, I see them on Instagram having the times of their lives. Another employee was a female. Um, they don't want to get married. I see her and her boyfriend having the time of their lives on Instagram. Pew Research last year found that 44% of Americans age 18 to 49 who don't have kids say it's not too likely or not at all likely they'll procreate someday. That's an increase of seven percentage points from 2018. This is an alarming flash the bell on society because we do need taxpayers that are called babies today. In 20 years, we need that baby to start going to college, spending money growing up, spending money in college, spending money on their first apartment. Um, but there's going to be a lot fewer kids entering the workforce in 20 years. Because people are feeling more and more comfortable without working. Birth rates, you can go to census.gov and get this information, have been falling for the past 30 years as people get married later in life and put off having children. I did that. And I kind of wonder, you know, I told you 
if I could do it all again, would I do it the same way? But I didn't get married until my 30s. And then that marriage lasted under a year. So I got married again. Then I started ha- having kids and I'm a little later in life. I've got a brother who is a little bit older than me and he has a one-year-old. I'm like, okay, when she goes to prom, let's do the math here. You're going to be almost 70. You're not going to wait up for her. You're not going to see if her boyfriend treats her right. You're going to be sleeping. And I got a good chuckle out of him. But we're having kids later in life. Experts point to the rising cost of raising a family. It stinks. Um, see, and, you know, math tutor is this amount of money. Um, supporting their habits, supporting their passions is a lot of money. Putting clothes, putting food. When a new school year starts up and everything's hectic and you're trying to figure out schedules and figuring out bedtimes and figuring out devices, uh, it's not fun. The expense in bringing up a child born in 2015 through 2000, uh, through age 17, born in 2015, running until age 17 will be about $310,000. That doesn't calculate in college. So $3,010 if you have a baby in 2015. So if you have a four-year-old, five-year-old, six-year-old, seven-year-old, eight-year-old in that ballpark, you can look at them and say, you're going to cost me a lot of money. Several studies have demonstrated that working women are subject to motherhood penalties, either during pregnancy or after they give birth. What's that? Um, Typically about 15% of annual income for each child they have. There's the consequence for your earnings of having kids. The whole purpose of women's movement is to maximize choices for women so that every choice is a viable one. Income should not be a thing that dictates her. That is totally okay to understand where it's coming from. So I think it's, it's, it's an interesting kids and no, or no kids. And I can tell you that society is trending to no kids and being single, no kids and saying I'm going to date. The Rob Black Show is brought to you by EP Wealth. Learn more about EP's unique approach to managing wealth at robblackshow.com. This is a show that will mix in investing in real estate, your home versus an apartment. Is it investment? Is it a liability? I'll talk all things financial. I'll not lie to you. I will not mislead you. I will not try to get a quick sale out of you. I will show you what I know from my past what has worked um, and what may work in the future for you. There's a lot going on, but it's not as hard as we make it out to be. There's a new show on Netflix. It's going to be started towards financial advice. And I watched the trailer for it. Uh, We weren't taught these things in high school and they're following four financial planners or advisors. And I'll look at the show. and I'll give you my honest feedback. I'll tell you like, Oh, that character works for Smith Barney or that character is uneducated. Or that character's right on. Um, I like that Netflix is taking this chance. I hate that Netflix is taking this chance. Because if it's not done properly, um, learning or teaching your kid how to play baseball from a drunk ex-baseball player may not be as good as having them learn from a high school coach who knows the fundamentals better than the ex-player does because he's no longer tainted or damaged, you know? Again, I'm not saying everyone's a drunk ex-baseball player. 
I should be careful on that because that just made me sound bad. Let's talk the markets. Let's move into the reality. Let's move into what you're paying for on the show. Oh, you're not paying, are you? That's right. Year to date, the NASDAQ's down 25.6%. It's pushing back towards the lows of June. And if it cracks the lows, then we're probably going to go straight to down 30%. That's the idea. If it holds the lows, it's a, a buyable time or a potential buyable time. I'm in the camp that I don't think we hit new lows and I don't think we hit new highs anytime soon because the data out there is very mixed. And there's a lot of assumptions that are being made about the Fed that this time they're going to be true to their word. I don't believe it. They've never been true to their word. Um, but more on that later. The SP 500 is down 17.6% for the year. The Dow Jones Industrial Average is down 13.8% for the year. Bitcoin is down 57%, back under 20,000. So if NASDAQ takes out its new lows, I think Bitcoin can go to 13,000. They're paired as far as risk assets go with Bitcoin being riskier than the NASDAQ. Stock markets were closed yesterday, so investors could get to spend an extra day on the beach. Maybe their beach houses. We're now coming back. Summer is officially over. And we move into the final quarter of the year knowing, let's see where we line up. We know that the Biden administration has passed an uh, Inflation Reduction Act. And one of the things in it is to penalize companies for buying back their own shares with an excise tax of 1%. If you see companies say, you know what, we want to get more bang for our buck and we're going to buy back all that we can in the fourth quarter this year, you could see a massive rally. There's that kind of stupid stuff going on right now where you're like, that's not really fundamental, is it? That's right. OPEC. Man, I, I so badly wish I could say this without sounding like a jerk. We should hold this against OPEC Plus. They're, they're, they're like, yeah, we're going to cut supply. They have a chance to grease the wheels for the world economy. Uh, nope. We want to make maximum profit. And when OPEC countries want weapons from the United States to protect their borders from infidels, I hope we go, yeah. We're going to take a couple extra months getting that to you, even though we know that you have terrorists inside your country bombing with from within. I know you're saying you're bitter. I am a little bitter. That doesn't seem like the United Nations world that I want to live in. I know you're saying, did you just say that? Yes. Am I naive? Yes. Some headlines to talk about. California to raise wages for fast food workers. It's been signed into law. A bill that's going to pay workers at fast food chains in the Golden State as high as $22 per hour. McDonald's is on the back end of this because it's for employees are companies that have franchises of over 100 nationwide, not just in California. So now you could be a restaurant in California that has 99 locations and you could pay $15 to your employees while McDonald's, where you're a franchisee and you own one restaurant, Two restaurants, maybe, and you have to have a different pay scale. This is a first-of-its-kind law that may spur copycats in other states. I'm not saying sell McDonald's, but it certainly brings up the question on companies that have lots of, like Chipotle, Yum Brands, any company that's publicly traded, um, their highest cost of doing business is labor. A judge has greenlit a special master to review Mar-a-Lago documents. 
Judge Eileen Cannon signed off on former President Donald Trump's request that an independent third party assess the documents seized by the FBI from his Florida home for attorney, client, and executive privilege. Department of Justice objected to the idea, noting it had already read through the materials and found very little to be privileged. The appointment is likely to delay the ongoing criminal investigation, which has been a Trump strategy for 30 plus years. Delay, 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 delay. Amazon has introduced a three-day delay period to ward off review bombing. The rings of power, and I'll, I'll be honest with you, I tried to get into it, and I couldn't. Um, I want a show like that because what The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings books from Tolkien meant to me as a child were all-powerful. But a $715 million prequel to The Lord of the Rings Pulled in 25 million global viewers, the streamer's biggest debut ever. It's gotten generally positive reviews from TV critics. The series has a 39% audience rating on Rotten Tomatoes. And nearly 25% of reviewers gave it a one star. Now, that doesn't mean you shouldn't watch it because review bombers are out there. Maybe you should decide on your own. But that's going to hurt Amazon, in my opinion. The iPhone 14 is coming. The iPhone 14 is coming. As Paul Revere once said. Apple's going to launch its iPhone 14 series at its fall hardware event on Wednesday. The uber-pricey Pro phones expected to go undergo the biggest changes. Tim Cook is cooking up the Apple Watch Series 8 and potentially may announce new AirPod Pros and new iPads. I just did a trip over the weekend, and I'll tell you what, those AirPod Pros are sweet. Do I think they're $300 or $400 worth of sweet? No. But because I have that kind of money to blow and waste, I'm like, sweet. The NFL is back. There we go. Shout out to my producer. That was a good job. Thank you, sir. The Buffalo Bills and defending champs, the Los Angeles Rams, will kick off the new season on Thursday night. Then the full slate of week one games begins this weekend. Uh, what's going to be interesting about this, and I know you say what's going to be interesting is sometime in the next 24 or 48 hours, we're going to learn who gets the Sunday package. Will it be Apple? Will it be Amazon? Will it be Google? We don't have a lot of time to order this. And the number of people who want to order it is on the rise. It is going away from DirecTV. It is going to go to one of the big three tech companies, in my opinion. Will that be something that could move a stock? I don't know. Ethereum is getting ready to merge, or begins the merge. The merge, not the purge, the merge. The Ethereum blockchain is undergoing a potentially transformative software update that begins today called the merge. It's expected to decrease the energy used to validate crypto transactions by 99.95%. Just pray it doesn't get hacked if you own any Ether or Ethereum. Um, That's what you're hoping for at this point in time, that the changes don't open up to a slew of problems. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube a Rob Black Show. Find us at robblackshow.com. Robblackshow.com. So I know in this hour we've talked a lot about the NFL and we've talked a lot about streaming and Apple's plans maybe to get into the streaming business, but I want to give you a little bit of empirical data that I've been playing with. I'll tell you why I've been talking about this for the whole hour today, essentially, on and off. We know that in July that... Um, streaming past cable viewership for the first time, 34.8% of all total viewing hours versus 34.4% for cable. 
Uh, here's what we don't know. Broadcast TV is down to 21.6%. The only time I watch broadcast TV now, I think, is the news. California is going through a crushing, crushing heat wave. Or an area of the country that we often say, yeah, we spend a lot of money to live here because it's got perfect weather. So broadcast TV, I tend to find the news. I tend to find that their reports on weather to be better than, say, the Weather Channel app or uh, Dark Cloud or whatever that one is that comes with Apple. What is that one called now that I think about it? Dark Sky. Remember a couple of years ago when you were like getting all different apps? Um, underground weather. That was a big one for a while. Anyhow, let's use this data a little bit more. So 34.8% of all total hours in streaming. 34.4% is cable. Broadcast TV is 21.6. So broadcast viewership for 18 to 49-year-olds in July was down 39% from a year ago. So would I ever invest in ABC, NBC, CBS, or Fox? I do invest in ABC because I own Disney. And I see this as an anchor around their head. Would I invest in Comcast? No. Do I want to? Yes. I, I see the cable modem side, but I don't like the media side. So broadcast viewership is down 39% for 18 to 49-year-olds. For cable TV, it's down 18%. Not quite as bad as broadcast, but also brings up the question, where's the future? We know that cable network ad sales are under pressure as viewership shrinks. Cablers and broadcasters also face the imminent arrival of another serious competitor called Netflix, where they're going to start taking advertising dollars, where Procter & Gamble's you know, uh, newest cleaning pods for your laundry machine, they're going to have to decide where do we want to spend it on? Audience and broadcast television that's dwindling, audience and cable television that's dwindling, or do we want to go with audience and streaming? And Netflix, where people might be watching for the years, they don't want to pay that subscription, but now that it'll be free or subsidized, and you get commercials in lieu of, I think that announcement, whether you like it for Netflix or not, that announcement alone hurts cable players and broadcasters. If Disney were to say, we're getting out of ESPN and ABC, I think Disney stock would rock and roll from the streaming of the parks alone, as well as movies and other services they could fold into it. I'm fairly neutral on Warner Brothers, AMC Networks, Paramount Global. I would like to see more consolidation, see companies like AMC get scooped up. The CEO of Roku has been saying that all content, including ads, eventually will be streamed. His prophecy seems inevitable. Can the cable bundle be saved? If it's stripped to its essence, sports and news, the U.S. audience for pay TV will keep shrinking from about 80 million households to 60 million over the next four or five years. With the remaining subscribers, mainly hardcore sports fans. And as we see companies like Apple get into the NFL ticket and Amazon get into Thursday night football, there's less and less reason to stick around. So lots going on in the world of streaming. That's why I focused heavily on it today. Thanks for listening. 800-516-1220.
to get your calls on the air, anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, and more. Meta got fined $400 million for failing to protect kids' privacy on Instagram. Ireland's data watchdog gave Meta a 405 million euro, also known as a 403 million dollar fine. It's targeted at Instagram's handling of data for underage users. A spokesperson for Meta says it intends to appeal the fine, and that's it's based on old settings. You know, Trump likes to kick down the road his legal problems, slow everything down, ask for appeals. Big tech companies use the same exact playbook. Oh, we've changed our ways since then. Now we do it way better. And we've appealed this for two or three years. So far, the largest fine is Amazon in 2021. It was $887 million. So this fine is the second biggest issue to a tech company under Europe's data protection laws. Meta is starting to rack up fines like I racked up girlfriends in my 20s. Europe has fined the tech giant 17 million euros in March 2022 for failing to protect user data from breaches. It also fined Meta subsidiary WhatsApp 266 million in September 2021 for not being transparent enough with users about how their data was shared with its parent company. And it never seems to hurt the companies. And Mark Zuckerberg always has that, that look of astonishment on his face. He is a man of one expression. What? Anyhow, and anyway, I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. I think this is worthy of hitting, and I think I've hit it very barely this hour. But Russia's playing cat and mouse. They're cutting off all gas supplies indefinitely to Europe as we head into the fall and winter. German utility giant is warning that natural gas prices could jump even higher as Russia took supply. Um, I don't know what you should do with that data. I'm doing nothing with that data. In the end, my head could only control so many things. And that's not one that I want to play on. But Europe is looking at a much more serious recession than the United States. It's worthy of note. I love headlines on occasion. That a woman arrested Las Vegas airport hold officers. It must be because she's so good looking. <laughs> Can you imagine being arrested? Like, what are you getting me for? I'm so good looking. Nah, she was actually accused of skipping her restaurant bill. Oopsie. Um, I saw one where a cat pounds a man's chest to life after he suffered a heart attack. I love headlines just as much as you do. Let's talk about the meat and potatoes of investing. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube at Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. 
Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.